Hey everybody, it's me, it's your old buddy Steve Simonson, and uh, here we are again, talking amongst ourselves, mostly I'm doing a lot of the talking, but hopefully you're listening and finding some value from time to time in these Osmers episodes. Now, uh, today I want to just take a quick moment, uh, I didn't have a, a great deal of time today, I still don't, but I want to squeeze in because there was a, an announcement from the SEC that it's it's now diving in and investigating um, Amazon and some of its business practices. So you may remember back in 2020, um, well, and there's been ongoing investigations both in the United States and in Europe and in various places, but Amazon basically was hauled before Congress um, to give a bunch of testimony. A lot of it was in written form, and sometimes it's called discovery or whatever, but uh, Congress said, hey, here's a bunch of questions we want to know the answer to, and Amazon replied with uh, answers that were <laughs> often innocuous, uh, misleading. Um, in my opinion, uh, these are obviously just my opinions. They were uh, often they were just garbage. And I, I get it. Amazon's they wants to they want to meet their legal requirement and no more. That's what I would do in a in a um, deposition or some sort of discovery request. But in my opinion, again, that many ways they didn't meet that standard. And so even earlier, I'll come to this SEC investigation that was announced today, even earlier from this, you know, back in 2020 process with the uh, Judiciary um, Committee in, in the House, Amazon has been uh, recently, I think in March of this year, 2022, the House Committee has has referred um, Amazon over to the Justice Department for obstruction investigation. Basically, going, you know what? Um, the House feels that you are um, lying and or misleading and or um, obs obfuscating. I don't even know how to say that. They're they're obstructing. <laughs> the word uh, is obstructing the the investigation. And regardless of what you think about Amazon, this. Uh, has some issues. Now, I, I do want to be clear. There's there's a couple takeaways that I'll get to here in a minute. But A, I'm not uh, taking a side that Amazon is the bad guy. I'm also not giving them a free pass on bad behavior. So uh, two things can be true at once. Amazon can be good for the world, can be good for the third-party seller community, and they can be completely screwing over third-party sellers by unfairly using their data in a way that other retailers cannot do. And I, the reason I want to talk today on this Osmers episode is just to kind of give some context the way that, that I see the world a little bit and, and <coughs> excuse me, in some ways, how Empowery sees the world. Well, some of the, some of the things that Empowery adopts are uh, things that come from the board and, and uh, sometimes I drive those things, but for example, the empowery position is not that Amazon needs to be broken up specifically or Amazon needs to be beaten down or that somehow Bezos and company is inherently uh, bad, right? There's, this is not a, some sort of evil that needs to be plucked out of the world. We think the situation is much more complex and even nuanced than that. And Amazon has a role to play, but they clearly need to have some behaviors, both internal behaviors beaten down and some external behaviors beaten down. And 
you know, beat down, you can use your own kind of interpretation of what beat down should mean. Um, to be honest with you, I wish Amazon would just kind of uh, come clean on some stuff and go, you know what, here's what's right and here's what's not right. Uh, they say, for example, that they're a large retailer and large retailers often make their own uh, retailer brand names, no different than Walmart or Kroger or Safeway or Tesco or any, any brand around the world. And they're not wrong about that from a philosophical level, but from a true practical level, Amazon has unprecedented levels of data supplied often by third-party sellers under duress. Like we didn't volunteer the information, we were required to provide the information. Um, and having that information is a level above. And by the way, we're not talking about kind of like, oh, well, this is a good seller, which Amazon can clearly see, but we're talking about often supplier invoices or other shipping documentation that they may have access to throughout their network that not only have they kind of aggregated together, but it appears based on some internal emails and other evidence that's come forward, including past employee testimony, by the way, that contradicts Amazon's testimony. It appears that that yes, the, the folks running the, the, the retail sales, that would be the Amazon first party selling, are driven to maximize their results. And so they're using every advantage they can, despite Amazon's claim that there are guardrails and, and kind of firewalls in between these businesses to prevent uh, nefarious behavior. So this is an internal problem that Amazon needs to deal with. I don't know if that's specifically what is, you know, what the SEC is looking at, uh, but that's what has been reported by the Wall Street Journal. And this is an important thing from the concept of, you know, what, what will Amazon do in response? Uh, I don't think we're at the, a point where Amazon goes, ah, oh, these third-party sellers are just too much hassle. We're just going to sell everything direct. Very, very low percent chance of that, in my opinion, as we speak today, because we third-party sellers provide a bunch of free inventory, essentially, to Amazon that we actually pay FBA and we pay, you know, kind of their shipping network, we're kind of the underpinning for a lot of the economic magic that Amazon is able to wield because they don't have cash tied up in millions and millions of items around the world. We do as independent third-party sellers. So we can work well together, no question about that. Uh, I, my position and the position I uh, promote at Empowery.com is we just want a fair level playing field. Right. And this is part of the point of Empowery as a trade association is let's make sure that our voices you know, are heard and let's make sure that, you know, uh, we contribute to the conversation. And we have done that, by the way, we have, you know, as we're asked whether Amazon asks us for input or lawmakers or compliance regulators ask us for input, we uh, either share directly myself or. Uh, board members or members within Empowery, we have referred more than one time to uh, some of these uh, types of resources to just say, here's what we believe and here's what we think should be done um, in a very, I would say, kind of unbiased way. Like we just want to do business and we don't want the government and we don't want Amazon and we don't want anybody else killing our businesses. Um, even if it's unintentional, it doesn't matter. If you do stuff that, that hurts us, or otherwise infringes on our ability to 
make money or impedes our our ability to grow or really you know amazon there's many cases where they have rolled out brands that have put the third party independent sellers out of business because they have a bunch of advantages on their own platform as one might expect is that fair i don't think it is but is it something that is illegal i don't know about that and I don't even know if it should be illegal. Maybe, maybe we're the dumb ones as third-party sellers by selling on Amazon, giving them all the power, and letting us, you know, just be stamped out at will when when Amazon says, "Oh, you know what? Now I want this category." Right now, I, I, ultimately, I don't really think that I'm being trite in some ways here, but the the objective is to kind of you know paint the picture. Like, what what if we just had a fair level playing field? What what would that look like? And there are very clear things very clear things from the outside that would be relatively easy to do and to enforce. You know, how Amazon places itself, that may be more complex, but it should at least effectively say, we don't use anything. You know, the only thing we can see is, is the public stuff uh, on the front end of the website, right? That's, that's what anybody can see and any competitor would have access to that. Anything on the back end, their first party division should have no access to under any circumstances. That's my opinion. Um, now, again, fair is fair. If we get access to traffic information or brand analytics that is the same as Amazon has access to, then fine. Uh, competition is actually good for everybody. We'll get smarter, we'll get better. Um, and so, so, you know, again, just fair level playing field. Uh, it just in terms of external uh, beatdowns, you know, the government, the United States government in particular, is really asleep at the wheel, and Amazon is not voluntarily doing the right thing. But, like, they continue to allow foreign sellers in the United States to have wildly unfair advantages. Specifically, there's a large group of black cat sellers, often from China, but not exclusive to China. There are black cat sellers everywhere, but there are high concentrations in China, and even uh, Russia and, and you know some in the Eastern Europe uh, side that have no tax basis in the United States, so they're not paying any federal taxes. They're not uh, really doing anything when it comes to state taxes, and the states are not going to chase some person in Guangzhou for for state taxes, but they will email you in you know Washington or Wyoming or Colorado or Florida and put the beat down on you because they know they can get their hands on you. And that's unfair. That's patently unfair. Why should you know uh, foreign companies not have the same federal tax requirements and the same state tax requirements and the same compliance on product requirements, including insurance, and on and on, um, you know, customs and, and so forth? Why don't they have the same requirements that we do? It would be very simple for the United States government to require that, or Amazon to proactively uh, require that. Now. I do want to give credit where credit is due because I, I try to be reasonable about these things. Amazon has made some progress. They, it's harder to set up new Amazon accounts. There's a verification validation process that makes it harder for the bots to set up accounts, which was happening um, ad nauseum in, in China in the past. They've also started to roll out the insurance requirements. Uh, again, feels feels a little late for those of us who our white hat and playing by the rules, uh, you know, for all these years, but, you know, better late than never, I suppose. So there, there are some incremental steps that are happening. 
but gosh, it the urgency doesn't feel like it's there. And given the nature of the market and the dynamic changes in you know you know global logistics and geopolitical situations, it just seems like simple things, overtly obvious things, should be done. And uh, you know nobody's nobody's really seeing it from the small guy's perspective. I just want a small seller to have the same opportunity as a big seller or a local seller to have the same opportunity as a foreign seller. By the way, this has already been implemented reasonably well in Europe. If you don't have the proper uh, VAT registrations, you're not selling in Europe. Even though it's more complex and there's some onerous kind of requirements for sellers, at least it puts everybody on the same playing field. People from outside of the EU can't just hop into it, regardless of where they're from, without compliance with those rules. And that's, I think, a net benefit for the consumer, and it's a net benefit for those independent businesses trying to compete on marketplaces, including Amazon. So anyway, I did did want to just kind of um, give this brief overview. Uh, Amazon, by the way, regarding this new federal SEC investigation, basically, including the other investigations, have all said, this is nonsense. You know, you don't have any factual basis to turn us over to the Justice Department. Uh, they haven't commented on, as far as I know, on the SEC investigation yet. But you know, the FTC is looking at them. The the um, you know House is looking at them. This is just United States stuff. There's a lot of people uh, looking into this. And as I recall, in the EU, there's uh, the antitrust regulator there. I forget what it's called. The EC European Commission. They're still looking at Amazon uh, for some of the. Uh, alleged uh, third-party seller violations, or taking third-party seller data and using it against them. You know, in some ways, you know, the seller's greedy perspective is probably, you know, hey, why don't you do what India did? Uh, basically, India said, uh, Amazon, you can't own the brands that are sold on your, your thing. <laughs> so that was like uh, to prevent this sort of, uh, I, I suppose, uh, problem between Amazon and third-party sellers. But Amazon has worked its way around that too, is my understanding anyway, by buying other large sellers and, and things like that. So, you know, it's never a dull moment. I, I don't I'm not I don't think a, an investigation means anything negative or anything impactful today for Amazon sellers. But I do lament and wish that Amazon would be more proactive in in engaging with sellers. Um, and you know, empower is happy you know, to, to be a, a voice and will continue to be a voice in that respect. And uh, I hope that sellers find level playing fields. That's, that's the mission. Uh, to be honest with you, I wish there was a, a really good alternative to Amazon, uh, but that's why they have so much power because there's not at the moment. So uh, it does start with each of us. If we're all buying on Amazon prime accounts, instead of looking at alternatives, then we're part of the problem. So you know, I'm, I'm actually starting to look at, I've canceled my prime because they raised the price and now I'm trying to see if, what I can get at Walmart. And I have to say, and Walmart doesn't have nearly the selection, but a lot of the stuff they have is actually cheaper than Amazon with, um, I would say, pretty aggressive uh, product selection. Depends on the category, of course. Um, groceries, the primary benefit that I've seen so far. So anyway, uh, this is uh, an Osmer's episode, kind of ad hoc, just talking about the this new uh, SEC investigation. And we've put up a link at empowery.com to a blog article. You can go check it out there. 
And uh, listen, I wish everybody a very great day in sales. And don't forget, next week I'll be in, I will be in uh, London, and we're gonna have a great time. I just finished kind of the big, um, the takeaway, the document for uh, the attendees of this boot camp, this master class. And I can tell you this. Uh, it will be a boot camp. We are going to move through some stuff normally that would take, you know, a month uh, of kind of back and forth and, you know, many, many hours of discussion and lots of time. We're going to crunch it into a seven or eight hour day. And it's going to be, uh, I think, highly impactful and fun. Uh, and again, I'm a volunteer and Power is sending me over and I'm partnering with Scale for Etail uh, to put on this event. So, uh, go to scaleforetail.com to find out more about that. Uh, or you can uh, reach out to Empowery and they, I think it's on their schedule if you go to Empowery and click on the events link. So anyway, thanks everybody. I wish you a great day. Bye-bye everybody.